0: great for surviving but if you plan on thriving you're gonna have to do the hard work and go to the real feelings that you're busy avoiding and that don't feel good none of this feels good like going to these feelings does not feel good which is why we spend our life completely avoiding them right the miracles start to happen when you get brave enough to go how do I actually feel and once you're aware of that learning how to let yourself feel it
1: Hey, welcome to the Bodies Built Better podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Tan, and I'm so grateful you are here with me today. This show is all about human performance. So, if you're wanting to show up as your best self every single day, whether that be in the gym, out on the park, or with the family, this show is for you. I chat with health experts, athletes, coaches, and authors on all the best tips, tools, and strategies to help you perform at your best. We explore the body's incredible ability to heal, adapt, and evolve so you can crush limitations, reconnect your body and mind, and discover your extraordinary potential. And today on the show, I have the absolute honor of talking with someone who's had the most profound impact on my life. Her name is Krista Jane Smith, also known as KJ, and she has the most incredible ability to see you and to see the power within you and help you bring that to life. She uses laser-fast intuition, the best bits of science-based mind work, trauma resolution And she throws in a bit of KJ magic to get to the source of what's holding you back. She is truly a powerhouse and has helped me through the years overcome my own blocks and barriers and has helped me with my business, with my life, with myself. And today we talk about EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique what it is exactly, when you can use it, why you should use it. And that is the beauty of Krista. She has an incredible ability of explaining what this is using the science-based approach. She's an intuitive, which means she can really help you see you and help you gain the clarity that you deserve to get through any of the challenges and setbacks that you are experiencing in life. So whether you have something holding you back from moving forward in your career or whether you're trying to experience your ultimate potential, whether it is out on the track, the field, the gym, this could be the missing link. And I really encourage you to take everything in that Krista talks about today apply it, give it a go, and see how profound this could be in your life. So let's dive straight in with Krista Jane Smith. KJ, thank you so much for chatting with me today. Welcome to the Bodies Book Better podcast.
0: Thank you. I've been waiting for ages to come and chat to you.
1: <laughs> this is so, I'm so excited because what the listeners don't know is that I've been coached by you for a little while now and you've made such an impact on my life. You have this incredible ability to see people, really see people and see everything that they are capable of and all their amazingness that and And all the bullshit that we tell ourselves, you could see that too. And you, yeah, you just, you've helped me so much. Um, And whilst this episode is about EFT, emotional freedom technique and tapping, you are so much more than that. And you do so much more. And to start, can you give us a little bit about you and what you do and how you came to be this incredible human?
0: Oh, where to begin? <laughs> Thank you for your lovely words. Um, it's just been a joy to be on the journey with you. And I guess to answer your question, how did I come um to be where I'm at? Oh my god, where do you begin? Well, you know, like my own um childhood shitstorm <laughs> of a story <laughs> probably pushed me to be everything that I am now. And I think you know, all of those harder experiences in your growing up kind of bring you to the opportunity to step more fully into your truth and your power. And I guess that's what my work is really about. And, you know, like you said, I, I'm good at calling people out on the bullshit, but hopefully in a gentle kind of loving way. <laughs> um, because I do believe, you know, we all have this incredible ability to create what we want in our lives. But it's our, it's our story, it's our past that kind of shapes whether we are able to step into what we really desire or whether it's the very thing that, you know, all these struggles that we've had, if we allow them to define us and we allow that to become the story we tell ourselves, then it really is a framework for kind of more of the same. So um, for me, how did I get into EFT specifically? I was actually, um, <laughs> well... How far back do we go, Jackie? Um, I'll start with I was living in a ski resort in Canada and, um, you know, things were really good, but there was this like underlying kind of, I was kind of, I guess I was depressed. And looking back now, I was probably anxious. I wouldn't have called myself anxious, but, um, yeah, I think I was a bit depressed and anxious. Anyway, so I started seeing this psychologist and um, she used EFT and it profoundly changed my life when I started using the technique. So I'm also quite intuitive. I guess that's my one of my little superpowers. So at that time, I had started doing intuitive readings. I'd found like a, a way to use this very strange youth and use it to help other people. But what I realized was after a while, I mean, I was very fortunate to be good at it and I had a good following. And um, But what I realized was people would just come back and ask me the same question six months later. And I just got tired of people saying, when am I going to make them man of my dreams or mm-hmm, money or it was just like, well, n- no, because nothing's changed. And I realized that just telling people, here's what you can expect coming up for you. The only reason any intuitive can ever tap into that kind of thing is based on your energy and your feeling and your thinking of right now. So it's like my, I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm highly empathic. That's what makes me good at the intuitive part. Right. So I would just tune into someone like someone's energy and where they're at. And then it's like, okay, well, based on this, it's, you can feel into what is coming for them. So what I realized though, was that it's incredibly like disempowering to tell someone what to, you know, like, here's what you, what you're likely to experience because It's just based on their past. So what I started to do was use my intuition to find what is actually blocking them from creating what they want. So whether that's the relationship or the money or a business or an increase in a change in their performance in some way. So I started to really kind of hone in on what has happened in their past that is preventing them from stepping into this. So once I started to use my intuition for that part, and then I started adding and tapping Things It was remarkable. People started getting these really incredible changes in their lives. So after that, I started seeing these results and I just became obsessed with EFT basically because I was like, okay, wait, it's changed my life. I'm watching these people change in front of me and they're no longer asking these questions because... They're empowered and they feel like they can change their life. So, and then of course, down the track, then you start to see the results of their change in energy and their change in thinking. And then their life starts to change. All of a sudden, they're with the guy, they're making the business, they're making the money. Their performance has started to change. So, yeah, so that's what happened. I started to use the EFT and then I got obsessed and did all of the trainings <laughs> and eventually um, learned how to teach other people how to do EFT and became a clinical practitioner.
1: Incredible, and how many of those stories do we tell ourselves? Yeah. And there's just, <laughs> there's just <Yeah. laughs> so many, and um, I I have to, I don't know if you have picked up on my energy today, but I did some tapping before. <laughs> <this podcast. laughs> we both did. <laughs> <laughs> and it just it really it really does for me and specifically for today <laughs> just oh just feeling a bit lighter which is nice and a bit clearer it Absolutely. just makes such a you difference know, I did the same things like
0: you know I start to get excited I'm like oh okay 15 minutes i get getting all excited and yeah we're excited I get the more heart rate changes and then I'm like wait a minute so I actually I use EFT for focus as well like just okay take a second calm the body down, do a little bit of tapping just so that my brain works more effectively before I even jump into something where I need to use it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Same. Exactly. Oh, and I find that my brain, yeah, needs to not be thinking on all of the things because I'm always in my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And can you tell us what, (laughs) those who are wondering, what is EFT?
0: I know it sounds like what did someone say the other day? Electronic fund transfer. I'm like, <laughs> yes. not <that> much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was. That's exactly I was telling someone about how I was going to talk to you and about EFT. And he's like, "When?" I didn't like, know you were really, going to thank get you. money. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Please explain.
0: Yeah, so EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Techniques, like with an S, there's multiple. Um, And to be honest, it is the fastest way I have found after looking for 20 years to change your life. It's strange and fairly new. It was only really kind of created around the 80s and it's remarkably effective in changing the way we feel and creating emotional freedom. So. I guess technically clinical EFT is an evidence-based practice that combines elements of exposure and cognitive therapies with the stimulation of acupressure points at the same time. So what the heck does that mean? So it's kind of like a cognitive, energetic, somatic modality. That really just means it's all about the mind and the body, which is really exciting. It's very kind of like east meets west, which we've kind of had Eastern philosophy for a long time, a really long time, like thousands of years, and then Western philosophy, which is very mind-based. So we've got one more body-based, one more mind-based, and then they started to come together, which is really when things get interesting and we're putting the two together and um, we use it to reduce negative thoughts, becoming more emotionally regulated, changing destructive patterns, changing your beliefs and cognitive constructs. So um, yeah, I guess it's it's quite based on Chinese medicine um, and the acupoints so, or meridian points on the face and upper body. You look absolutely ridiculous while you're doing it. <laughs> you really, truly do. Um, I've had like, you know, fully grown, multi-millionaire CEOs come in or big. I had one guy <laughs> once who was a drug dealer. He was huge, massive, big, muscly guy. He's <laughs> just like Gently tapping on his on his hand and his face and his skin, and the, and it was it was the most actually it was one of the most satisfying sessions I think I've ever had to watch this man peel back the layers and reclaim his baby self, and it was it was truly amazing. I mean, he was going, he came because of it was anger management, to be honest, and then got back to this unbelievable place where it was just like you saw this huge muscly guy just kind of melt. Into And just like this softness and, you know, uncovering all these reasons why he had become such an angry person and, you know, turning off the brain's response to all of those. And yeah, his life really, it was unbelievable to watch how his life completely changed. So anyway, I like, we are down a rabbit hole here.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> but I really you- love that rabbit hole because I think, you know, as soon as you say, you know, you're this big muscly guy and he starts to soften yeah. and calm. I feel like people or maybe more so men can look at that and go, well, that's weak. You've got to stay hard and strong. Yeah. But really by doing that, it's it has changed his life.
0: Oh, profoundly. He's so much safer in who he is. It looks like when you're angry that you're, you know, you're tough and you're protective and it's like it's only hiding a deep vulnerability that we're constantly running from. And that is like... Every person can take that on board. We are born this kind of like, you know, soft, like expansive, surrendered little self. And then we start having experience and every experience, you know, and and we have these experiences that are either kind of as a baby are either teaching you that, yes, your needs will get met and you are in fact safe in the world or your cries don't get met and you don't get the connection and the safety that you need. And whether that's as a baby or as you get older, there's we just have these experiences that either affirm connection and safety or they have us believe because we didn't have the resources at the time of that incident, whatever it might be, when you got humiliated in school or your father left or you watched your you know mum and dad fight and it was abusive or whatever what whatever the moment was and it doesn't even this is crazy is it doesn't actually have to be a like massive trauma it can be just these you know smaller moments where we didn't feel safe we didn't feel supported we didn't feel the love we didn't have what we needed in that moment and we and if we don't get that often enough then we start to build these protective mechanisms to make sure that we never go back to that feeling, right? And that's what I mean by that, you know, we become tougher and tougher or, you know, um, we start operating in a certain way where perhaps we're more inclined to really plan out our future and we're very obsessed on exactly how things are going to happen. We become more controlling or perhaps we focus on, Um, controlling our diet, or we go into avoidance, we're more in shutdown, where we just don't talk about feelings, we just pretend that we don't have them, which is ridiculous, because every single human is a is a (laughs) human um, being, you know, and we are feeling oriented, like it just, it's who we are. So it doesn't matter whether you're male or female, you will be affected by your experiences. And, you know, depending on your conditioning, and the amount of resources and support you had through your life will tell you you know um, well yeah that's how we form our beliefs really Mm. about who we are in the world and um, what is really possible for us so it's the story we've created it's not and it may have been true in a moment but what we start to believe is that what we experienced as like a five-year-old is now what we believe about the rest of the world Mm. right you know okay so you uh, let's say you fell over and um, you had this horrible accident, and someone just just told you you're fine. You know, you know you're whatever, and that you just get up, but no one comes to your need, and you know no one looks like they care. And in that moment, you just you start to believe no one's there for me, or it's weak to be hurt, or you know there's a thousand things we could decide in that very impressionable moment where we had emotion come up, and if we had emotion come up and we had support or we had been taught the resources to regulate those emotions in that moment, the beliefs that would have been formed would be completely different. And that's the problem is that in those moments we didn't have what we needed to have the emotional support so that we could actually process the emotional charge that comes up. If we can process emotional charge when it comes up, we stay big and expansive. Mm. And, like, the world is your oyster. You can create anything. But the more of those experiences, you know, adverse childhood experiences that we have, and we can have adverse childhood experiences, that's okay. It's when we don't have the support and connection, or we haven't been taught how to regulate, that it becomes a bigger problem kind of, you know, later in life. And it doesn't just apply to, you know, like um, the way we walk through life, It, it, it applies to your relationships, it applies to your ability to make money, it applies to your ability to have a really fulfilling sex life. It applies to everything, your level of health in life. It's just, it, it. all of these, basically zero to eight is so impressionable. And as you get older, unless you are, consciously kind of looking at your responses and reactivity in life and where you're finding the stress and resistance, if you don't use that to inform you about what's really going on with you and go deeper and find out what do you really need in this situation, you'll just use your default mechanisms to keep avoiding the pain, right? So it's either we're kind of moving away from it or toward it. And honestly, as adults, the older you get, the harder it is to stay open it's Mm -hmm. kind of like you know we're kind of like a I always think of it as like kind of seems like bright and light to me as babies and then as these experiences come on we kind of get kind of more and more tight and contracted and that's why it can be really hard when you kind of start to consciously try and create things differently in your life, you know, whether it's, you know, you want to increase your athletic performance or you want a relationship in your life that you've never had, or, you know, you want to make more money and you haven't been able to make money before, or you've got to go and look at like what part of me says this isn't, you know, isn't possible for me. Where did that come from? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then what does that old part of me really need? Gosh, we have gone down a rabbit hole. (laughs)
1: it's a good one because these questions can be so confronting and and we don't I mean I certainly didn't know that I could you call it baggage I had stuff right (laughs) so I I didn't realize until I I guess taught by you to actually question why I'm feeling what I'm feeling and what that meant and it's so funny I actually had a conversation with someone the other day about about asking questions and and for me asking questions is like (laughs) it's a bad thing (laughs) you can't ask questions because that reveals how dumb this is what I'm telling myself dumb I am I'm like where the heck did that come from and I remember a time in primary school (laughs) I had I was trying to ask a question. And the teacher, I, I know obviously looking back, it's probably wasn't me, but she was a bit frazzled in the moment. <laughs> There's a lot going on. And she just like kind of yelled at me and sent me away. <laughs> so that quite traumatic <laughs> scuttled away. But um I thought, well, yeah, I mate, that's where. <laughs> <laughs> why I don't want to ask any questions. Isn't that amazing? And this is the thing, I think people kind of like
0: think, oh, it has to be something really big. Like it must have been a parent that died or your family broke up or, you know, you, you um, had an illness or, you know, you you were abused or something. People perceive it as it has to be a really big trauma, which it can be. But often it's these little moments But it's these moments where it it, and perfect example in your story where you had a huge surge of emotion, something happened, and that created a huge surge of emotion in your body, and you didn't have the skills to regulate it. And what your brain then told you was, There's something wrong with you. Rather than if you had someone come over and go, Oh, Jackie, you're feeling, are you feeling really, you know, maybe you're feeling really embarrassed right now because you don't know the answer. That's okay. It's okay to feel embarrassed. But we're not, you know, especially child children of the 80s. <laughs> the children of the 80s and the 70s of, oh, definitely recognise this pattern as like, you're all right. You're all right. Get on with it. Get on with it, right? Where we were, you know, I mean, look, they did the best they could with what they had. <laughs> However, they weren't particularly good. They were really focused on meeting our physical needs, right? And um, And it didn't leave a lot of room for, and plus, you know, the ancestry didn't say, that, you know, Maslow's um, hierarchy of needs doesn't say meet the emotions first, it says get a roof over the head. You know, once that's sorted out, maybe we'll talk about food, you know, and now we're at this point in our evolution where we've got houses and, you know, we're so, you know, um, ahead of our 300 years ago ancestors that we have a lot of these needs met and we are able to reach this whole new level of evolution where we're starting to look at emotional needs and how once we get a handle on them, we really can consciously shape our life.
1: Absolutely. All right. So we <clears throat> we went I, we've gone into some of life. the benefits. <laughs> 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 <up
0: there. laughs> Well, okay, so what we, what we were talking about actually I think was the meridians and so mm. it's really strange like you're tapping on yourself, right? So we're actually just doing these gentle little taps on the um, hand, face and body, upper body, and those meridians had now, you know, as I said, you know, that east meets west kind of thing, Um 2,000 years ago, Chinese medicine masters were all talking about the meridians, but science is actually just catching up and there was a recent study by Harvard, and I mean really recent that's just come out, that now proves that meridians actually exist and that these little um, vascular points that are the meridian points when stimulated actually do affect the amygdala and the hippocampus in the brain. So and and for anyone that doesn't know, those two really affect your um, your stress response um, and the limbic brain and your and forming those beliefs and whatnot. So um, yeah, re- it's really cool because the study proved that if we stimulate those meridian points, the amygdala will deactivate and it does so really quickly. Yeah. I know, it's so exciting. It's That's really, so really cool. I, you know, I've been doing this for a long time and at the start it was just like I was just going off what I was seeing in my practice, like watching people like, oh, my God, oh my god, it worked, you know, because <laughs> like people would come in after, you know, a week or two later and they're like, oh, yeah, everything's changed. It was just miraculous. So for me I was, I had this evidence coming through that kept me going, but for some people, you know, they really needed the science and it's really, really exciting that the science is finally catching Mm. up, um, you know, and affirming what, for 2,000 years, the... the (laughs) Exactly. They already knew. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's it's really, I mean, on that, there's been now, there's been over 100 randomised studies and 50, um, uh, sorry, 50 randomised control studies, five meta-analysis. There's just, there's so much coming out and actually there was one in particular that just will blow your mind, That was a landmark study by Maharaj on gene expression. And it showed that after one hour of tapping, 72 genes changed expression. Like what the heck? That just, I just, it's so exciting because I'm like, I knew it was working. Um, (laughs) And I was measured through blood tests. So what it really showed was that some genes were downregulated or turned off. For example, like inflammation or cancer suppression. And some genes were turned on. Or upregulated, like immunity, um, uh, downregulating the, the, sorry, the stress response or tumor suppression. Um, it synaptic at connectivity. It affected male fertility, UV damage, insulin regulation. I mean, it just, it's, it's really, it's really cool. <laughs> it's just like, oh my god, wait, you I mean you're talking to me after one hour? We can, I mean, until recently, we, and, and the study, new, very new study of epigenetics, we didn't even know that we could change genes and their, not change the genes, but change the, you know, the upregulation or downregulation of them. So, I mean, that's just really cool. And there's another really cool one um, on cortisol production that was measured by saliva activity. Um, I've got to think of this one. After, I'm pretty sure, again, it was one session one session of tapping an hour, let's say, the cortisol production went down by 39%. <sighs> like, what? <laughs> yeah. So it's really, you know, like the basis of the whole thing is really about changing your stress response. When you change your st- we know what stress does to the body. Mm-hmm. Like we've been told this for years and years and years, but honestly, it's not just what it does to your physical body in terms of your health, but it also relates to everything that you do. Like if, if you're an athlete and you're wanting to change your performance, let's say, you're like, okay, I wanna, I'm going to compete in this race and, you know, I, w- I want my performance to be better. It is all about the stress. So, yes, we could look at the stress that is induced in recovery. Okay, we've stressed the body physically. We can look at reducing the stress in the body and our, um, quickening our response time in recovery phase. We could also look at what's going on in the mind. When I think about that race that I'm going to do and I know that I want to improve, what is my mind actually saying about this? Well, where did you get that from? Maybe your mind says, I don't know if I can do it. It didn't work last time. And then your mind is actually recalling a memory from like way back when, when you failed at something and no one came in and said, don't worry, it's just this one thing. If you have this resource, you can do better. Right. But you didn't have that resource. So you started to believe that I just can't do it. Right. So then we either go into avoidance or we tell ourselves that we can't do it, or maybe we go into a pattern of self-sabotage. Like we start the training, we go at it really hard, and then we quit just before we get the results. Right. And all of that is all stressed, uh, like based, stress from the current situation, physically, emotionally, what is happening in your mind when you think about it, all the thoughts that come up, all these past experiences, So EFT really is all about kind of starting to change the stress response as you recognise what your your mind is telling you about the current situation, kind of based on the past. So we're working on the
1: present stuff,
0: but it always goes back to the past.
1: Yeah. And when this, this athlete is feeling these things... Is it something where they need to do it in that moment and then continue doing it? So, for example, I have clients who've come in Mm -hmm. and they're racing a race. They're really nervous about it, but they've raced it before in previous years, the exact same race, the exact same course. They're doing the training for it. Their their times and everything's um, going really well, but they've Mm -hmm. got something for some reason, they're nervous about it. Whether they've got higher expectations, they've got a, um, you know, a quicker race time that they want to do it in. Should they be tapping in that moment and then the lead up to the start line?
0: Oh my god, the whole way. Whole the way. moment you even decide, you know, I call it like an up level in your life. So the moment you decide that you want to change something, you're you're intending an up level, right? So my intention is to let's say, win win this race. I've done it before, but now and, and now you're coming up and you're nervous about the race. All right, my intention is I want to win that race. You're asking for an up level. So the only reason I'm not there is because there's things that I've felt and things that I've believed that have prevented me from getting there before. So something has to change, right? We have to uncover something. We have to unlock something within us to be able to just meet that new place, that higher up level, that new place of you know winning the race, let's say. So yeah, so what I would say is anytime you make a decision about, yes, I want to change something, start tapping, (laughs) right? You want to start asking yourself, well, what do I think about this? What do I feel? What happens in my body when I think about that race, right? What am I telling myself about it? What am I scared will happen? What am I scared won't happen, right? We just start this line of inquiry. You can even just like tap and talk about it and your body, you know, like the stress response is going to start to change in your body. Yeah. So Amazing. I would say yes. Tap when you decide to, you know, you have the new goal, tap then. Tap anytime you feel like, oh, I don't know if I can do it. Or anytime, you know, okay, the nerves kick in. Yes, tap then. Tap during recovery. What you do is really, this is the one of the general rules with tapping, is you start where you're at, right? And the way you do that is go, what's going on with me? Well, my heart's racing. You know, I'm freaking out. I'm really nervous. So we tap and we talk about that part until we're, it's like an onion, right? So you tap and talk about that part and then it kind of peels back a layer and exposes something else. Well, what's really going on? I know those are the physical things, those are the symptoms that are happening, but what are you thinking? Like, what are you telling yourself that's creating this physiology, right? I'm telling myself I'm not good enough. Or I can't do it again because this is the third time. I'm telling myself I'm older now. I'm telling myself I haven't trained hard enough. I'm telling myself, oh, the people are better now. They're younger than me. Whatever whatever it is, you're telling yourself about it. It's just a story. But we need to acknowledge it. So EFT is different in that a lot of, um, you know, kind of coaching, mentoring type situations are telling you. They're just like, no, no, be positive. You can do it. It's like, no, stop overriding how you actually feel. The fastest way to the breakthrough is to really honour what's going on. What are you actually telling yourself? How do you really feel about the situation and honour those feelings? When you do that, your system will regulate. Once your brain's regulated, it works so much more effectively, right? The synapses in your brain change. Your respiration, your whole body can change. You just, everything just operates on a much better level and you become just, more superhuman.
1: Superhuman. <laughs> yes, I was gonna say that. Man, like, and this it is it so
0: for what you're capable of. Yes. Not just what you've been conditioned into. Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I love that invitation to just um inquire because there's so many times, and I've felt like it myself, where I've been in this rut and I mm. I I tell myself I don't know why I don't know why it's not like I um you know planned on feeling like shit or you know <laughs> there's something coming up that I just I don't know why I'm feeling why what I'm feeling but yeah. to just go just to even acknowledge that I'm feeling that way
0: instead of to go like
1: exactly.
0: no come on get up yeah, get yeah. into it get happy work harder it's like stop overriding your feelings mm. It's like, it's such a survival mechanism. Great for surviving. But if you plan on thriving, you're going to have to do the hard work and go to the real feelings that you're busy avoiding and that don't feel good. None of this feels good. Like going to these feelings does not feel good, which is why we spend our life completely avoiding them, right? The miracles start to happen when you get brave enough to go, how do I actually feel? And once you're aware of that, learning how to let yourself feel it that's a bit of a brain breaker because for people it's like oh yeah that's not such a big deal no it really is when you get down to the practicality of it it's mm-hmm. like wait a minute how do i actually feel and then really creating enough safety within yourself to really feel what is there without making it mean something yeah. because what we usually do is feel it and go oh well, that means i'm weak or that means no one will love me or that means it's not possible, whatever it is that your brain tells you about it. It's like, just feel it without making it mean something. And and that's a hard thing to do if you haven't learned how to do that. If you haven't been taught how to do that, especially as a child, or if as an adult, you haven't learned how to do that, sometimes you need external support to be even able to, to have someone hold the space enough for you, mm-hmm. for you to be, you know, get comfortable with even feeling what's there. Yeah. Some people. It is so overwhelming. There is so much, let's call it baggage stuff, pain from the past that it it is so overwhelming we'll shut down. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes it is really important to just get that external help. Yes, start the inquiry, but if you get to the point where you're like, not can't even, call for help. Like go and seek external support on it. And as you start to develop those skills of, learning how to feel your feelings and you know using the tapping to kind of regulate them like life and your brain and opportunity and potential really starts to open up
1: yeah absolutely which i've experienced and and yes i was i was one of those people that was scared (laughs) To it because I uh, you you know there's a reason we we don't want to go there right we don't want to feel those emotions they could be really oh, Jackie mm.
0: that woman that I told you about the psychologist that I went to see that was doing the tapping my very first session I tried to call her half an hour before and cancel and she was like oh yes that's fine you still have to pay for the session and I was like oh, oh shit. fine <laughs> I'm coming <laughs> I'm a bitter about it turned up and she asked me she was like what's the scariest thing you could find out today and I was like where's the bathroom I vomited I went into the bathroom and I vomited such a rejection of the feelings that were sitting right there and she was like all right this is great
1: (laughs) (laughs) perfect you're right (laughs) on track
0: (laughs) you know that may have been a little bit too intense for my system to handle that question at that point Maybe could have used a little bit of a, you know, come off the gas a little bit, but you know, it it was, it was groundbreaking for me, you know, after one session, I felt completely different. Wow. And I only did that, you know, that vomit thing once, <laughs> I <laughs> I vomited decision it once. <laughs> to go into it rather than to run from it, which I had done, you know, run from it and survive it. You know, I had survived all of these feelings, you know, up until this point. And this was the first time I ever really had this external support to go in there and look at what was actually there Mm. instead of just being, you know, on the run.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm really interested to know, you know, the physical manifestations of suppressing (laughs) all of these feelings
0: name any name yeah. any any physical thing that is going on in a body it's like it's all goes back to old stored stuff yeah. um yeah and it's really just a matter of, you know get on this journey of uh curiosity like you know whatever your physical manifestation that's coming up is just start to talk to it like ask it what, you know, like, or be with it be like, well, what, how does that actually feel in there? Oh, it's tight. You know, I've got a shoulder injury myself right now. It's like what's going on in there? It's like, how does it actually feel? You know, it's like I spend all this time kind of avoiding it. It's like, no, wait, just stop for a second. What is the feeling? And if you tapped at the same time as acknowledging the feeling, and then you started to get into, it, when did this start? Well, I know when it started, it started when I had my second baby. <laughs> okay. That was a tough time. Okay, well, what was going on then? I felt really isolated. You know, okay, well, what, what, you know, and then you go back to these old memories and we start to regulate all the emotion that wasn't able to be regulated at the time because I was deep in survival and, you know, there was maybe certain needs that weren't being met and starting to uncover, well, what did I need at that time that I didn't get? And how does this injury really serve me? Like how is having it now helping me? right? Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. Really limits my ability to take too much on because it was too much before. Mm. It's like, it stops me from carrying more of the burden or the responsibility or whatever. It's like, it's, it's, it's kind of there as my friend, you know, I, I hate on, on this shoulder all the time, but it's like, hang on, there is a part of me that kind of wants this to be there. Does that make sense? It's like, it's, it's, It's um, it takes a lot of consciousness to be able to inquire like that, which is why having, you know, a clinical practitioner to support you in that way is so helpful to help, you know, kind of guide the process, not to tell you that is a very different process, but Mm -hmm. to guide you to ask the right questions and to support you to sit with it until you hear the answers, because Mm -hmm. miraculously your body holds all the answers, right? It holds the whole story Every moment from your conception, your body is holding the whole story, the parts that are free and the parts that are still stored. And the longer that energy is stored, it starts to create counter patterns in your life, right? It might be stored in your body, but what are all the protective things that you do in your life to avoid ever feeling that old stuff from the past? So, um, Big topic here, people, big topic. really (laughs) is. (laughs) You know, I guess the thing to take away is that like, okay, I'm I'm an emotional human being and there may have been times in my life where I didn't get all of my needs met and there's old emotions sitting there. And as they sit there, I have to avoid them in some way. So if I want to feel more free, if I want to feel more open, if I want to feel more abundant and in flow, then I got to get deeper into what's actually there and stopping me.
1: Mm. the body is an incredible machine and I remember um last year when I went to Sydney I took six months off of work and I'm very grateful and lucky that I was even able to do that but I remember it was almost as soon as we got to Sydney every single day I would wake up and my feet aching so much pain and I'm like I haven't even done anything (laughs) like there's no fractures, no broken bones. Like there's no reason, you know, I exercise, but like no more than usual. And it was funny because it was this year recently when I was doing, you know, your coaching program, someone else brought this up. Right. (laughs) And you answered it as like, you said, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. but it was, you know, you're trying to move forward, but you've, you don't know the direction or, you know, what's the purpose and you're having a bit of trouble with that. And I'm like, holy, <laughs> you know, at that time I didn't have a purpose. I didn't know how to move forward. I didn't know what I was going to do, where I was going to go, who I was going to be, because I so much defined myself as a massage therapist and being able to do all the physical stuff that comes along with that and and the movement side. And, um yes. that was profound.
0: Yeah, and isn't it amazing how that physical thing
1: can take you on a journey
0: back to wait a minute, what's really going on here is I'm there's fear. I don't feel safe changing my you know, career, my identity. I'm you know, and it's like it comes back to that, you know. Okay, I've got to regulate those emotions and create more safety for me in this situation now. And as safety and connection are created, then it allows us to open again the energy starts to flow, the ideas come, the fire starts to come back into your system and you start to get that clarity and, and you're able to move again. Mm. You know, that stuckness is really like like at whatever level you're stuck in your life, whether it's like, you know, in your physical life, like, oh, I just can't get motivated, like, you know, in your life where you can't get motivated or if it's stuck in your physical body, like maybe your digestion's stuck. It's like, what is really going on? Like, what is being held in this area that, you know, really needs more safety and connection to be released?
1: Absolutely. And, yes, yeah, stuck is such, I mean, for me that word resonates so much. And I just have this image of a whether it's a dam or river and it's just being blocked and it's just building. <laughs> Where is this going?
0: You know, like we get to be adults and then it's like, like unless we are constantly like unclogging the dam exactly. consciously and consistently, then the dam just like gets to a point where it starts overflowing. Mm. It's such a great analogy, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like every experience you have that's unresolved or the emotion that didn't get regulated and the beliefs that form, it's like you get another piece of junk in the dam. Yeah. Right. Like you're either putting you're either putting stuff into the dam or you're taking stuff out. And it's either happening consciously or unconsciously. And the best part about that is that we get to decide that now as adults. And that's the difference between being an adult and now and being a child where we didn't have control over any of that. It wasn't up to us.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I just want to come back to, I guess, the physical manifestations or injuries specifically for athletes, because it's funny, I've had clients come in who will get reoccurring injuries. Now, obviously there's a lot going on on the physical side of things, whether there's weaknesses um, um, and laxities in joints and whatnot, and things need to be done around that. But would you say, I guess, on that EFT level or that emotional level, is there something else that's could be happening behind the scenes or deeper?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's really hard to say exactly what without going into it because it's, sure. it's not to me it's not a blank like you know a blanket rule of like oh well if it's that injury then it means this you know it's like but what is going on in europe what is held there what is the energy or the emotion of what is held in that place or you know why is this repetitive what keeps happening or when did it begin Like what, what else is going on? And, you know, that can be things from your life experience. It can be ancestral trauma. It's like, it can be cultural trauma. It's there's just like, there's so many kind of aspects that it could be coming from that the only way to really find out is to, you know, go on a line of inquiry with someone or or to even, you know, to construct, ask different questions that will help them get back to what is, where did this actually come from? why is this here or what does it really, you know, you can even just ask yourself, like, what What does this part really need? You know, what does this injury really need? What do I really need in order for this to be completely healed?
1: How often do we not give ourselves what we need?
0: <laughs> oh, I don't know. Me personally oh, all the <laughs>
1: time. Exactly. I was thinking the same thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's like a we're so default at this, I mean, my age, I'm over 40. So it's, everything is so unconscious and, you know, you're Mm -hmm. running these kind of tapes, these default just ways of being. And, you know, it's like, if you haven't really had it modeled or it hasn't been safe for your needs to be met where they weren't met as a child, you know, it really, yeah, it's it's pretty common for us at Mm -hmm. some level to not have had a physical, mental, emotional or spiritual need met at some point. Yeah. And, you know, and as we said, as an adult, it's just all about going back and really working out what that is and starting to give it to yourself.
1: Yeah, exactly. Earlier on you said through this incredible study it, it they did one hour and this changed gene expression, which, by the way, if that isn't enough to just get you starting tapping right away, I don't know what is. <laughs> um, we don't have to spend an hour doing it though, right? You don't, I mean, you can get relief. Like if
0: you're really tuned into your problem and you're really focused on your feeling, you, you definitely can move. We measure everything in what we call SUDs, subjective units of distress. So that's like a measurement out of 10. It's like, how intense is this mm. feeling for you? Let's say that, you know, the athlete that's going to do um, the race or whatever, like how intense is that for you out of 10, the nerves? Okay. it's 10 out of 10. So we start tapping on my heart's racing. My legs are jittering. I can't focus. I'm like, can't feel the ground. We just talk about, you know, maybe the physical symptoms at the start, and then we might bring in some of the feelings about what's going on. And as we kind of go down through these aspects and we're peeling that onion, as I mentioned, we might get back further and further into, um, you know, old experiences that have happened and then maybe core beliefs. And as the onion peels, what will happen is as we bring in like new, well, as we uncover, I should say, different aspects, and we regulate that emotion that's related to them, that, you know, it's like, oh, I'm really nervous because if I, I've i spent, like I have Olympic athletes, right? Like an Olympic athlete standing at the gate, they're preparing to do the race and then they start like, they're freaking out. It's like, what's going on? And they are just, they're telling themselves, this is four years of thousands and thousands of dollars, so many hours of blood, sweat and tears, relationships that ended you know, uh, you know, all the things that they, they've given up and, and that's all racing through unconsciously in their mind as they're going through this. So as we tap, we start to bring down the stress response and that number will often go from, you know, 10 it will go down a little bit. Or it can, it, I mean, look, it can jump from 10 to zero, um, but usually it's like, you know, 10, it'll get a bit lower and then you'll peel back a layer and go, oh, it's actually oh, well, you know, remember the last Olympics where you got to this point and you were also in the medal run and then you had that big spill, right? And it's like, you know, I mean, obviously when I'm working with Olympic athletes, we have definitely deconstructed these old memories before we are at the (laughs) Olympic gate on the final (laughs) run again. But that, you know, like that's the idea is that, you know, like you're kind of peeling those layers and as you do, as the different aspects kind of regulate and release and the stress response changes, then the, Subjective units of distress start to come down, so the the stress or the intensity of the nerves will start to um, relax a little bit. The body will become calm, the heart rate change, and then you start to you know you see your physical changes and your emotional changes at the same time.
1: Yeah, and if it goes the other way, like if the number goes up higher, yep. yeah,
0: sometimes it can, sometimes it can. Usually, it will come down first, but sometimes when we peel back that first layer. Um, then we hit the jackpot. It was like, whoa! Okay, we thought it was about the nerves, but actually, what you're really afraid of is the judgment, right? Or the humiliation because halfway down you spilled, you lost, you know, you lost a ski, and mm-hmm. and then you know there was this absolute humiliation in front of the international community or whatever. It's like as you kind of hit that, you're like that memory pops into your head, all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, it's 13 out of 10. (laughs) You know, one of my clients once said to me, she's like, it's approximately (laughs) 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 200,000. I'm like, okay, hi, hi, I got it. (laughs) But that 200,000 out of 10 came back to a five in just one round of tapping because we hit the correct aspect, the aspect that was there, you know, the memory or the feeling or the thing that she was telling herself that will come down really quickly. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's really sometimes it will go higher before it goes lower, um, not often. Sometimes it gets stuck. It's really the only time EFT doesn't work is when someone is in like psychological reversal when maybe it serves them to stay in this stuck place and you just have to work out how how is it serving them or what are they really afraid of and then it will reverse and they can bring it down. Um, or the other reason is just, I mean, it's really the same reason, is just that you haven't found... You haven't quite uncovered maybe they don't feel safe enough talking yet or um you know there's more going on for them they haven't actually told you about that maybe they've got embarrassment about that part that they haven't said it so there's kind of still it's like a hidden aspect that's the only reason it gets stuck it's like there's something else there that needs to be acknowledged before that intense number can come down
1: yeah yeah how do we start this process? You said before it's the inquiry, which I really love, and and holding that space for ourselves. It, 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 that's where we start? Yeah, I mean, look, what I would start with is, like, just ask yourself
0: how you're feeling. Yeah. yeah, start with how you're feeling. Just make it really simple and just start tapping on that. But be honest with yourself, you know? Like how you're really feeling. Okay, I'm actually, I'm really angry, or I'm resentful, or I'm ashamed, or I'm guilty, or I'm sad, or frustrated, or whatever it is, and just start to just acknowledge what's there and tap at the same time. Yeah, just start with that. Just, just start. Just start. Yeah. Or you know, like think about the goal that you've got. Like whatever it is, you know, whether it's a physical one or a performance related, or you know. Uh, Like any, whatever up level you're looking for, identify what that is and then start to just ask yourself, like, well, how do I really feel about it? One part of me is really excited and the other part's fucking terrified that I'm going to fail. You know, (laughs) it's like, okay, then we go with that. We talk about the terror and the fear of failing. And as you get deeper into that, your mind, your subconscious mind will show you all those old experiences, um, you know, that are related to that. As you take yeah. care of them, present physical um, feelings will change in your body because your future is really being created from your present situ, like your present vibration, your present thinking, yes. belief. You know the f- the future is actually created in the now, right? However, what we're going, what's what's happening for us right now is so based on our past. It's so based on unconsciously subconsciously what is happening in our minds so unless you bring in some awareness some consciousness to what's happening then you'll just be on autopilot so if you want things to stay the same don't go on a line of inquiry (laughs) don't start digging don't start asking yourself questions don't get more conscious about you know or, or acknowledge that you even have feelings then just keep going if you want things to stay the same but if you want things to in change in any way you know if they improve or open up to more love or for your body to be in a more healthy expression or to win the race or have a higher performance from your body or a better recovery weight rate then just start inquiring okay what's going on how do i really feel about this and where does that actually come from
1: yeah the power is with you always Mm -hmm. kj i could go on a million rabbit holes with you (laughs) i know me too (laughs) do it again. do you this might. again. <laughs> if people want to learn more about the work that you do or more about tapping in general, um, where can they find you and stuff?
0: Um, I have a little hidey hole on the internet, christajane.com. I'm not on social media. Um, yeah, but if you jump on my mailing list, which is, um, you can either send me an email at christa at christajane.com. Uh, or jump on the mailing list on my website. Uh, that is the best way to find out about anything that's kind of coming up. I run different programs and retreats. I work one-on-one with people. Um, you can find that on the website. But the mailing list is where all the new information comes out when it's ready.
1: Where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> hey Jay, I normally like to finish with a question. I feel like the question I have has been answered a hundredfold, which was how can listeners can incorporate this straight away? Mm -hmm. If we have (laughs) answered that question, is there anything that you would really love people to know right now that maybe we haven't covered yet? Okay. Well
0: the thing that I want to say is that you're an absolute ball of human potential and that whatever you're feeling limited by in your life is totally changeable. Like maybe right now you don't feel like you can change the situation but if you change the way you feel about the situation then the situation can change and it just excites the living heck out of me that each and every person just has so much potential that's untapped and the more awareness you bring into who you are and what's really going on for you the the greater freedom and um, potential you will create for yourself.
1: I bloody love you <laughs> this has been awesome aj thank you so much for your time today thanks so much that was krista jane smith on all things eft and she's so incredible and i urge you if this is something that you want to dive deep deeper into Get in touch with KJ because she has helped me, as I've said a thousand times already, but she's had such a profound impact on my life and the way I see situations. Um, But also, this is such an incredible tool to just, you know, have in your back pocket, right? And it comes out when you need it. So get in touch with KJ. If you want to be diving deeper into this, I'll have all the links in the show notes And I'll also put in there some resources for you as well to look deeper into the science behind EFT. If you love this episode, I would so appreciate you sharing this with your friends and family or anyone that you believe would really benefit from hearing this extraordinary information today. As always, I truly appreciate you listening into this podcast today If you would love to give back, then leaving a review for the podcast is always a really great way to help me grow this podcast and get into the ears of people just like you who want to hear this incredible information as well. Thanks again. Have the best day, week, month and year. Stay awesome and I'll catch you next time.